Today is Epiphany Sunday. Don't be too concerned if you don't recognize the name. I think I was in college or seminary before I realized that the 12 days of Christmas, the wise men from the East, and the first or second Sunday of January all had something in common. Epiphany comes from the Greek word epiphano, which simply means to give light, to shine upon, to make something or someone appear, to become known. In both the Old and New Testaments, light is a vivid and powerful theme for us. For God said, let there be light, and there was light. And in him was life, and that life was the light of men. For the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not, will not, cannot overcome it. Epiphany is a time to celebrate the star in the east. The three kings are magi who followed the star and traveled to see this child born to be the savior of the world. In our home, the Christmas lights never come down until January. Some folks in my neighborhood think I'm just lazy, which may be true, but I'm slow in taking down the decorations because in actuality, we are celebrating Epiphany. We keep our lights shining to remind us that Christmas doesn't end on December the 25th. In fact, it's just beginning. The tradition of waiting until Christmas Eve to decorate the tree in the house is closely linked with our understanding of Epiphany and the Christian year. The celebration of the coming of the Christ and those who came to worship him, bringing their gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Scholars really don't agree on how long it took the Magi to reach the baby Jesus. Some say anywhere from three months to two years. Ramona and I were having this discussion uh, in the car just the other day as we ourselves were traveling after Christmas to see our children and grandchildren. Scholars do agree, however, that the gifts of the Magi were symbolic and useful. Gold was representative of royalty and would have probably been secured by the Magi along the trade route. Frankincense was a perfume, extremely expensive. It honored the gods and was very rare and costly. Myrrh was an anointing spice, possibly even foreshadowing the crucifixion of Jesus. And all three of these gifts you see reflect an aspect of Jesus's own story. Some have suggested that the gifts could have been used by Joseph and Mary to finance their safe passage to Egypt so that they would avoid Herod's plan to kill the Christ child, whom he thought threatened his own reign of power. And the meanings of the gifts of the Magi all represent for us the acts of giving and generosity. It's also recognized that the Magi were Gentiles or or non-Jews. Origen of Alexandria, an early Christian scholar, wrote that the gold was a symbol of kingship on earth, frankincense a symbol 
of deity and myrrh, indeed an embalming oil, was a symbol of death. And the Magi's mission was not only to follow the star to the manger, but to honor this newborn king and try to secure his safety and safe travel, provide for his welfare. Maybe in the hurry to get down Christmas decorations and pack them away, we often forget the importance of the star of Bethlehem. And maybe, just maybe, we need to linger a bit longer at the manger. Maybe we need to reflect on the gifts we are called to share with this newborn king. For the star was, was important in guiding the Magi to Jesus. How quickly the darkness can gather around us, especially when we're not paying attention. A couple of weeks ago, the winter solstice came and I was unprepared for it to turn dark at four in the afternoon. I was out working in the yard and gathering some things together and suddenly it was dark. You know, life is full of opportunities to let the light of Christ shine in. With only a few hours of notice on Christmas Eve, we were able to recruit some much-needed volunteers for our Christmas Day in which we handed out presents to the children who are residents at Hope House. That was an unexpected opportunity and joy. We were to feed them, for sure, but to hand out the gifts and to have enough volunteers to do so. So prior to and after the Christmas Day dinner, another great group of Trinity volunteers stepped up to make sure these children had a joyous and fun-filled Christmas. And I give thanks to Melanie Quinton and to Dr. Nick for helping facilitate that as an alternative to our own Christmas Day uh, feeding that we have been so used to doing for years and years but unable to do due to the pandemic. I don't know about you, but I keep praying for things to get back to normal. And maybe the reality is this, that God can turn our current situations into something new or better than we might even have imagined. I was talking with Blue Whitaker prior to Christmas. He was in the hospital. He was recovering from a broken hip. And he began commenting that what we used to do at Trinity just might need to take on a new reality, that we may need to recreate the way in which we meet the needs of the homeless in our neighborhoods on Christmas Day. And little did I realize this prophecy or prayer was coming true right before my very eyes, for God reworked our Christmas Day dinner into something new and wonderful at Hope House, and then kept adding to it by providing gifts of toys, games, stuffed animals for the children who are residents there. Have you ever noticed how often light is linked with the presence and power of God in our midst? God's presence always pours into the darkness and lights our way. And there are times when God's timing intervenes and provides for us a way out of the darkness and into yet a new reality. 
For God has a way of using other people, other resources, other opportunities, other ways we sometimes might never even have imagined to get us through the present darkness into his marvelous light. So today we celebrate the light of the presence of Christ, illumining our paths, directing our steps, opening doors, providing opportunities to discover his light that shines in the darkness. We kept the chrismon trees on today to remind us of that light. And as you come to the table of Holy Communion this first Sunday of 2022, may you open your life to his leading, to new possibilities, to a new way of doing things, as Wesley's covenant prayer suggests for us today, Lord, make me what you will. I put myself fully into your hands. Put me to doing, put me to suffering. Let me be employed for you or laid aside for you. Let me be full, let me be empty. Let me have all things, let me have nothing. I freely and with a willing heart Give it all to you. And as the three kings followed the star in the darkness, may we too follow his light as it illumines our path into a new year. For Jesus is indeed the light of the world. So may we all let his light shine and may he light our way into a new year full of marvelous light. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, we pray. Amen and amen.